Dragon Quest Your Story is a 3D animated film that tells the events of the game Dragon Quest V that's available to watch on Netflix. And I enjoyed it. <laughs> I enjoyed it a lot. It is a bold, bold concept. And I am really excited to see somebody take a beloved IP like this and try something as daring as they did. I'm not sure if it works, but I love to see people take a risk. And for me, at least, I think the risk paid off, but oh, oh, it's a risk. So let's talk about Dragon Quest on today's episode of Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name's Charlie, you might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset. And today we're going to be talking about a movie and yeah, <laughs> oh, this is going to be a fun one to talk about. But before we get into Dragon Quest, your story, if you haven't already, please do take a moment to rate the, this podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on. It does help out a lot. It tells the algorithms to share the podcast with more people. The more people that listen, the bigger the community, the bigger the community, the better the chance we have of actually communicating with each other, which is why I do this in the first place. And if the app you're listening to me on doesn't let you rate podcasts, if you know somebody you think would like this, share it with them. That, that helps out more than you know. All right. First of all, I'm going to start this by saying I will eventually have to get into spoilers. There's no way to talk about this movie in any way that matters without getting into spoilers. And I know some of you are averse to spoilers. This is the kind of movie that I don't I don't think there's any possible way the spoiler that I need to talk about could ruin your entertainment of this movie. You either accept that it happens or you don't and there's part of me that kind of wishes I had been spoiled before I watched it just because it there is a twist in this movie that kind of comes out of nowhere, and we really need to talk about that. And that's probably going to be the majority of this episode. Um, overall, I, I enjoyed this film. I think that this is a, a Herculean task that they set for themselves. Dragon Quest V, if you've never played it, is a monumental game that, unlike a lot of games, actually tells a generational saga of three generations of heroes and their attempt to save their world. And it manages to fit all three stories into the movie and does it in a way that I think is very respectful to the game. Now, having said that, I, I, I was really curious because I watched this with my husband and he's never played, I don't think he's played any of the, any of the uh, Dragon's Quest games. And when it was over, I asked him if he understood the movie <laughs> because 
in many ways, it is anticipating that you are going to know the story. And that's because this was made in Japan and it is hard to underestimate exactly how big a thing Dragon Quest is in Japan. And so every, everybody who went to see this movie knew the story of Dragon Quest V. They, they knew it. They knew what characters they wanted to see. They knew what characters they didn't want to see. They knew the choices that they wanted to see made in the movie itself. Like People had opinions. And because of that, a lot of what you would normally do in a film, they didn't. There, there is some character development. There is some backstory given. But the film, more than anything else, kind of relies on you having had prior knowledge about the game. In fact, I was so worried about that because I had been warned about that aspect of the film that I actually loaded up a video on YouTube to show to Brian that kind of explained the gist of the story before we watched it. And I don't know how well he would have been able to follow it if I hadn't done that, but he he said he was still able to follow it. The, the, the transitions are often very abrupt. They happen. The movie actually starts off in the style of the original game as kind of this 2D top-down sprite animation and then evolves into the 3D animated movie that it will become. And it does that for various reasons. And I'm okay with it. I'm I'm definitely okay with it. You see, the thing that to me is most important about this movie is not does it succeed as a movie? I think it succeeds fine as a movie. I think it is a very I think it looks really, really good as a movie. I think they translate the art style into the film in a way that works, into a design language that makes sense. I loved that they kept the names of all of the spells from the game, and that made me giggle and laugh in a good way when they chanted the names of the spells and stuff as they used them. Your mileage may vary depending on how you feel about that or if you've ever heard them before, because they 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 are what they are. Um but yeah, it I thoroughly enjoyed this film. But more than anything, I, I really think we just have to give it to them for taking a risk with a beloved IP like this to tell the story that they decided to tell. So if if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend that you watch it if you're interested in such things. I think it's almost more interesting as an artifact of storytelling and of fandom than it is as a film in and of itself. But yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed it. Your mileage will vary because like I said, it, it makes some decisions that if you can't roll with them, you will not like this movie. And apparently a lot of the audience in Japan did not. And I, I, I can see that side of it too. And I know I'm being really cagey, but it's because to talk about this movie, I have to talk about the end. Because there's no talking about this movie without the end. Because the end changes how you view everything that happened before it and recontextualizes everything. So I'm going to go into spoilers now, but I have to say, 
if you even if you are somebody who's spoiler averse, I, I do not believe personally that the spoiler in this movie will affect your enjoyment of it. Simply knowing that it's going to happen because it is, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. But if you do not want to have any spoilers for Dragon Quest, I understand that. Go watch it, come back, and we'll talk about it on this episode for, for, from now on. So if you are honestly going to go away and watch it and come back, spoilers are incoming in five, four, three, two, one. You have been warned because I'm going straight to the end. I'm going straight to the end because nothing else about this movie in, in a way matters. Like, yeah, the art was fun. The story was fun. So it turns out the, the big twist at the end of this movie is that you weren't actually watching a movie of the story of Dragon Quest V. You were watching someone play through a VR re-release of the game that is hacked by an internet troll simply to spoil their enjoyment of this franchise that they love, to try to kill their nostalgia. And our hero finds it within himself to overcome their cynicism to not only defeat the, the virus, but to save the world. And I, 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 I love that. I know that may sound like kind of a tepid or a tentative endorsement of what this film is doing, but I, I, I really, I, I, I love the bold swing there because basically what this movie boils down to is your games and your love of games matter because you played them and created your own memories. It's important to you in the same way that your own life events are important to you because of your participation in the stories and how they influenced and changed the tale that made the experience uniquely yours. And thus you are allowed to have not only nostalgia, but a deep love for those experiences. And that is a beautiful swing at the fence. I, I just, I, I, I don't know if it works. I don't know if it works. You see, the main problem, the, the main thing in trying to figure out if the story of Dragon Quest, your story, and I, I, this is the other reason why I feel like the, the name spoils it. Like, I didn't get it. I was like, why are they calling this your story? That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. Then I watch the movie, you get to the twist, and you're like, oh, Dragon Quest, your story. I get it now. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So I, I love what they're doing here because in so many ways, this movie is a love letter to the fans and just kind of a hateful screed toward the internet trolls that try to tell people that they're not entitled to feel how they feel about the media that they love. 
And that's beautiful. That's wonderful. That's a story that I, I resonate with because that's kind of half the point of this podcast. I mean, I spend a lot of time on this podcast just talking about how our experience of media and the memories that we develop with it and our affection for it and our interactions with it is what fandom is that it's not the con- the, the it's not the collection it's not the toys that we have or the things that we've bought it's our interaction it's those memories that are formed between us and the media and that shared communal experience of that love and resharing those stories amongst each other that is to me what fandom really is about and this movie embraces that very directly, very directly. And you get to a point where they're about to save the day, and it's about time for the second big bad to be revealed, and everything breaks, and time stands still, and that's where we get the revelation of the virus, and that this was all a VR simulation all along, and that an internet troll is trying to spoil somebody's fun and that that's what the movie is actually about. And when you see that and you think about everything that happened before, which is about those gleeful and those painful experiences, like it just highlights those moments from the game in a way that it felt strange in a way when you're watching through it, because you're like, there's a lot of other stuff that could have been in here that you could have touched on that you could have played with that you didn't. And why didn't you? And I'm not sure if the logic works because we do have a couple of sides in the film that are not from the main character's point of view, but okay, I'm going to, I'm going to allow it just because it, I love them taking a risk like this. It, like I said, for an, a, a non-Japanese audience, it is hard to explain how much this is loved. I don't really, I don't really know if there is an analogy, I mean, it's kind of like, imagine they did the Harry Potter movies now. Like the, the fandom is as rampant as it is about Harry Potter, but the movies haven't been made yet. And the first Harry Potter movies finally made. And at the end of it, an internet troll takes the place of Voldemort and basically says, you're a bad person for liking Harry Potter and are avatar harry potter character in the movie defeats this internet troll by saying no you don't understand what this story meant to me and how it connected me with my friends and my family and all of these wonderful memories and this wonderful community that i've become a part of and uses that to defeat that enemy and we never see voldemort in the series in it in it yeah it, it's kind of like that <laughs> it would feel weird and I don't, I don't know how satisfying it is. I don't know. To me, it's the, it's just the sheer boldness because this could have just been a rote retelling of the story. It could have just been them rehashing the events of the game, but making decisions to kind of canonize some choices over others. And the fact that they were able to make a movie that does that and then at the same time goes, but none of these are canon decisions. So if you chose differently, then that's perfectly okay. And that's perfectly valid in this world. Wow. Wow. That, that, mm. it's kind of like, you know, how I get upset every time I see Boy Revan 
because I, I played Lady Revan, not 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 emo boy Revan, and I don't like emo boy Revan because it's not my Revan. Hashtag not my Revan. Yeah, it, it's it's an interesting choice for them to make, and for them to just directly just like go at this. Like the the arch villain of the movie is an internet troll. That is such a fascinating choice for them to make story-wise. And to try to bring this home in the way that they did, I I I have to give I, I have to just celebrate the cojones, the, the guts that it took for them to do this. Because it couldn't have been an easy decision on the inside. I mean, I'm sure eventually we'll get all of the gory details about what went into making this movie and everything. But as far as I'm aware right now, it's just, it's just, wow. (laughs) And that's why I said, I don't think that it would spoil your experience of the movie because in a way it, it, in that moment of explanation, Everything else makes sense as to why we didn't get to see some of the other scenes that we would expect to see, not just from the game, but that would normally be in a movie. Because what we're watching is not a movie. We're watching the highlights of somebody's VR experience of playing the game. It's more akin to a YouTube supercut of somebody doing a playthrough, you know, a live stream playthrough than it is the game it's uh, itself. I just, I, I'm sorry. I, I know I just keep kind of floating around in the same place, but the bravery to do that, because I think it could have, I, th- well, yes, a lot of people did not like this ending. I'm, I am going to say it this way. This could have failed so hard because while I can see how some people would feel that the end was either pandering to them or that the end was not satisfying because they wanted to see the final fight play out in this gloriously rendered and realized 3d world, which is not what we got with the original dragon warrior five was our dragon quest five. Um, just, the fact that they did it and they did it in such a loving and caring way. Like there are sometimes when you're watching a movie and they make a weird decision, like right at the end. And you're like, why did they do that? And you can think to yourself of all of the cynical money driven focus group reasons that they would have made that decision. Why did they edit it the way they did? Why did they tell the story the way they did? Oh, cause they thought that that would be the way to make the most money. Like, You can see those cynical thoughts all the time. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go watch Suicide Squad. (laughs) Just go watch it. And you'll notice exactly when the cut happens because they had the entire end of the movie reshot by a trailer company because they thought that it would make them more money. But this decision, as bizarre as it is and as unexpected as it was and as strange as it feels in the film itself, it's, it's, it feels, it really does feel like it's coming out of this genuine place of thank you for loving what we do, 
you mean a lot to us too. And that makes it special. Again, I don't know if it makes it good, but it makes it special. This movie has a lot to say about fandom and its relationship to games and our experiences of them. And yeah, yeah, I think we're going to be unpacking this one for quite some time. And I would love to know what you think. Down in the show notes, you'll find a link to my, um, to the voice message system. Please keep it short, keep it clean so I can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. I really, really want to hear from you about this top. If you'd rather hit me up on social media, I am C Dorset on both Twitter and Instagram, and you can find links to everything that I do over at projectshadow.com. All right. If you have, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm just blown away by this movie. If you have a dollar that you can pass my way, it really would mean the world to me. Down in the show notes, you'll find a link for both listener support and my Patreon. As little as a dollar a month really does go a long way in helping me keep the lights on and just do everything that I do. Thank you to everybody who does that. And if, if you can, please, please do. If you don't have any money right now or you don't feel like giving, please don't feel any pressure. But if you know anybody that you think would like anything that I do from the books to the podcast to anything, please share it with them. That helps out more than you could possibly know. Alrighty. Oh, it, it was a fun movie that got weird, but I'm kind of okay with it. It made me cry. Anyway, I'm just that kind of a sap. Until next time, don't forget to have the fun. Bye.